Welcome to That Sucks, ladies and gentlemen, Troy Nebobon. Dan Cribb, and you're on the Handshake Media Network. Thank you so much for joining us again. Today we have a fantastic interview with the one and only Joey Cape from Lagwagon. Mr. Lagwagon himself, the band's coming to Australia this March, and we got, uh, we got the, the, the DL from the man himself. Today's topic is about meeting your idols. Joey's got some pretty fantastic stories. So Diarrhea field stories. Check it out, and we'll see you at the end. Thanks so much. Yeah, I had to think about it a lot, actually, guys. I spent a lot of time thinking about the, I like the idea a lot. And I was, you know, I guess it was asked to sort of, I don't know, think a bit about what one of those things would be. And I thought of all the kind of cliche stuff. And, you know, like anybody could talk about maybe a broken heart, yeah, a true love sort of thing, or... You know, I think you guys even say something about uh, a band that you followed forever, their career, and then and then they really let you down with one record. But all of that just felt too like obvious to me. And then, what made you land on that? Was there a specific thing in your mind that made you click to the the concept of you know meeting your idols? I just was thinking about it for a couple of days, and I asked a couple of friends what they thought, and. Um, and then I finally was talking to my daughter. We were having breakfast, and I and I said, you know, I got to do this thing, and I can't really come up with anything too creative. And and uh, it wasn't her. She said, I don't even know. And then, <laughs> and then I said, wait, maybe meeting your idols, you know, because that's one of those things that I've gotten to do a lot of in my life as a touring band member, and it's it's it it, it is something I talk about a lot anyway because. There's more to it than I think most people discuss. You know, it's not just when you meet somebody and it's a disappointment. Sometimes if you're in a band long enough or if you travel long enough, you realize that you don't feel all that great every day. And maybe sometimes you meet somebody that's a fan at what you do and and uh, you're not in the best mood or maybe you didn't behave that well. And, and you think you kind of feel bad about it or something, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot to that dynamic. I mean, you're only meeting a person one time that perhaps you've been listening to their music for a long time or even reading their lyrics. Or if it's a writer, you've been reading their books and you can't really put a whole lot of weight or defining elements into that one meeting, you know? Mm. Well, it's a strange thing. Yeah, but was, I've had some really bad ones. That was my next. Yeah, <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah. Is there, is there anything um, specifically you could recall? Yes, I it, it was, and that's the other thing. I, after I sort of had the idea, my daughter goes, "Oh, that's a great idea. You should definitely do that." And then I said, "Oh, but you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of like you know calling people out. Like I wouldn't." I, w- I was like, oh, but what do I do? I can't say, yeah, I met that guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I'm, that's just not how I am. You know. You can tell but us and we'll just beep I, out the name okay. afterwards. Nah, it's all, it's all good. Then I thought about it a lot and I figured there's a few people I can mention because they're so far from my world and it's not even on them. Yeah, it's not sure. even on them necessarily. So one time, Lagwagon, uh, my band opened for uh, Metallica in oh, Germany. Wow. And it it was an actual Metallica show. It wasn't really a festival. And I mean, fuck, it was their show. It was outdoors and there were 50,000 people at the show. So, I mean, it might as well have been a festival, but it was a Metallica show. And they were cool enough to share the whole, they had a backstage area that was more like a park, but it was fenced in with security around it. And they just let all the bands share. 
you know, you just were hanging out with them. And I think Placebo and this band, Sum 41, the, the other bands, the bill was totally weird. It was just four bands. Oh, um, wow, th- th- those are the four bands. And, uh, Jeez. You never think of Placebo yeah, opening for Metallica. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was stoked to play with Placebo, too. They're for wicked. The first I time, love that band. I never yeah. expected that. Yeah, totally. But what a weird bill, right? Yeah. And uh, never even saw the Placebo guys. I think I saw them when they went on stage or something, but they didn't really hang. But I always wanted to meet James Hetfield. I, I really liked Metallica a lot, you know, especially when I was younger. And I got a chance to meet him and we'd flown out for this one show and I just, I had really bad jet lag because I, I just, every once in a while, you know, you travel overseas and it just goes the wrong way. I mean, most of the time I'm fine, but this one time I was just a mess Mm. and, uh, he walked over to me at one point and I was sitting on one of these sort of park benches that they had put out, you know, and everybody was kind of hanging out and he just walks right up to me and he goes, what's going on, man? And I, I remember I was holding this coffee, just trying to like wake up. Uh, and I was like, I just blank. I had nothing, <laughs> I had nothing to say. Couldn't think of anything. And what seemed like a minute went by and then he just kind of shrugged and went <laughs> All right, and just walked off. Yep. Frozen that place. Was it. That's so that funny. Was, that was my great chance to get to know this guy from the same place as me that you know, shared in a lot of interest at, at, and I had been, you know, he's sort of a hero of mine when I was younger and he's not even much older than me. We're about the same age. It's just one of those weird things. That was a drag. Yeah. Wow. But like you said, you said that was kind of more on you than him, I guess. Nothing against him. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's, there's been a lot of those, you know, I, I, I actually, as a rule, you know, I, a lot of times we'll play festivals, you know, like Soundwave or something. And I'll be backstage and there'll be some dude that I've known for 30 years of touring, you know, that is now like working for a band and says, Hey, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm working with slash. You want to, you want to head back and meet him right now? You guys can get along great. And I'll just go, no way. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. I actually make an effort to, I, I avoid meeting people. I feel that it's, I think you can make a generalization and say, it's going to be awkward. It isn't real. Those things have to happen naturally, yeah. Uh, or at least they should. The times in my life that I've met people that I had great respect for, and then ended up become, becoming friends with them, it's usually through a mutual friend. But it's more like, uh, hey, I'm going to have dinner with this friend of mine you want to meet, and you don't even know. And then you get there, and then you go, holy shit, I'm having dinner with you know Jello Biafra or some or who I don't know somebody, and then you just you end up meeting in the way that you should meet someone. When you meet people at shows, a lot of times, especially really famous people, they always have their guard up and, and it's just awkward. And I don't, they don't, it, I always have that feeling like, you don't know me. I don't know you. Like, what are we supposed to talk about? Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> long time fan. Yep. It just proves to be awkward most every time. 30 seconds to make an impression and, uh, and that's it. And what are you going to do? Just that's gush. It. You can't do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's funny you say I'm that. I'm good at gushing. <laughs> Over the years, um, Joey, I've uh, spoken with you multiple times, and uh, my band actually played with your band in 2015 in Perth. And oh, like, awesome! As a being a, a fan of you, it's interesting you say you only get to see someone on a certain night because I've met you a handful of times, and you're right. Every time, it, you're sort of like almost like different shades of who you are, given you know where you are in the tour or 
always lovely, may I add. But yeah, you know, you, you can't really sum someone up from that one one experience or one night because somebody could no. be jet lagged or tired or whatever else. Yeah, you might even have diarrhea. You know, I mean, you don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, and uh, and there's definitely been a few times that I've met people when I did, you know, <laughs> ate the wrong thing, and it's like, hey, Joey, I just want to talk to you about this this one song, and I'm just going, yeah, I yeah, kind of got to go, man. Well, that's a good excuse, yeah, right? I, exactly. Do you tell them that? I Circumstantial. Have, I have diarrhea. I must leave. I have actually told someone that before. <laughs> that's not not my proudest moment, but you know, I try to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, you might be in a hurry, or maybe you just got in a fight with your partner, or you know, like a million things. I mean, everybody's life is uh, you know full of ups and downs, and doesn't change. And yeah, but every once in a while, there's a very very cool version of that story, and when it happens, it's great. Mm. Is yeah. there, for you, any moments you can highlight that it went a different way, went a great way that you can think of? Yeah, um, quite a few. I've, I have made friends with many people uh, that are from older generations in the punk rock world over the years, and there's almost too many really to list, but I've had quite a few uh, where I just, you know, ended up on like a festival run and, you know, ended up chatting with uh, uh, a guy from a band that I grew up loving and then you know you really hit it off and then you see each other again and a few days later hey you want to grab some food and then you talk again talk again. pretty soon you're you know you got this guy's phone number in your phone and you're like I got you know blah blah blah's phone number on my phone I mean that's weird and then you know time goes by and after a while it's like whatever that guy's not a big deal he's in my <laughs> phone you know who cares <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i've made a lot of friends over the years that i think when i was 15 i would not have thought that was going to happen mm. so that's that's very cool but i've also met a few people where it just straight up was not not a good thing yeah. and sometimes it was on them and I can probably tell you that when I met Glenn Danzig, that that was on him. <laughs> okay. How, how does that story go? <laughs> well, I was really young, actually. I was only, um, I guess I was probably 20 or 19 and I was maybe 18. I don't know. I was, I worked in a venue and I was actually the janitor at the venue. Uh, and it, it was a, a kind of a mid-sized venue that did maybe 1500 capacity. And so... Danzig's first solo tour he was playing there oh boy this might have been like maybe that was like 85 or something I don't remember when that album came out but I was working in this venue I was a janitor and I worked the guy who ran the club was also the promoter and my boss this guy Rob super sweet guy but really insecure and really fragile kind of gentle soul you know and um Danzig's people came in and they were like you know we want all of the rooms for our backstage so the office is ours huh. everything's ours all this stuff and there was this in the parking lot there was this old school bus and so we had to kind of um use that as the office you know there's no electricity but basically the working staff for the venue had to be out in the school bus and everything so from the beginning it was a little bit like oh boy um but at the end of the night uh, when the show was over, everybody that worked at the venue, you know, like at least worked in production and myself, we're all kind of hanging out on the school bus. And Glenn came on with like this big security guard 
and uh he goes which one of you is rob you know and uh i was like oh shit glenn danzing i'm gonna get to meet him cool oh and my band got to play too because i worked there like uh we got to open the whole thing it was a whole bunch of bands on it so it was a it was a big deal for me being a big misfits fan and stuff and Anyway, he just uh, he just he walked right up to Rob and just he slapped him across the Ooh. face because he was mad about I can't even remember exactly what it was, but there was just something on the rider that wasn't right, and it's just maybe a diarrhea as well. Kinda, it, <laughs> yeah, but man, he sure didn't look like it. I looked more like a steroid issue, you know. Yeah, but it, it, it's it, that was heartbreaking. I remember thinking like. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I not only don't want to meet this guy, I kind of want to fight this guy, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, he's got this big security guard, but he slapped him. It was so humiliating mm. and everybody kind of went, you know, and then Rob was just looking at the ground, you know, cause like I said, he's a really fragile kind of guy and he's like, hey, I'm sorry. And, and then he started chewing him out about something that was so stupid that even I knew not being in a band was a, like a green M&M moment, you know? Yep. And anyway fuck that guy yeah and so can you listen to his music now or has it completely has it tainted that sure of course of course i i'm very good at separating art from the artist you know i think you need to yeah sure uh there's certainly how many times have you read stories about famous actors or or writers you know people that you love their work and you then you you read over and over again what a jerk the person is and i I have to be able to separate those things. I mean, there's been too many times that I really enjoyed the work of a person, but maybe didn't agree with their lifestyle or some of the comments they made. Yeah. I think you kind of have to do that, especially with music. Yeah, sure. Mm, Yeah. You mentioned you tried to stay away from meeting your idols some of the time now or, you know, celebrities for various reasons always is it is it worth the trade-off though you know you might meet like 10 assholes and then you make a lifelong friend is it kind of worth the trade-off well again it kind of comes back to the natural aspect of it i mean when it happens naturally like say you're on a run with somebody and you keep running into them and then maybe at first it's just a little superficial chat about the weather that but you get the vibes good and you feel comfortable and then the next time you meet you're like hey you know let's let's say i want to grab a beer and then pretty soon you realize you have a lot in common and that kind of thing. That's, that's great. That's so great. And then it's real, you know, it's, it's a real thing, but, uh, you know, we played with Iggy pop a couple of years ago and, you know, of course I've always been a fan of the Stooges, Iggy pop. I mean, he's, he's an icon and, uh, he posted up in a chase lounge right outside of our, our trailer and he was blocking the stairwell like the stairway out of our trailer and somebody at the festival came over and said, Hey, listen guys, you're going to have to just wait to leave. Cause Iggy's, you know, he's having a little, he, he, he did the coolest thing. Actually, he posted up and he was in front of our stairs, so we couldn't really leave, but he, he just posted up to hang out with the staff and people that were working at the festival oh, wow. just to kind of sit and talk to him. And it was just like, you'd think he's sitting there in his jeans with no shirt, no shoes, you know, just Iggy. Mm. And he's and he was, by the way, amazing live. And he was seventy years old when I that we played that show with him. And it's, it's hard to believe how incredible that guy is. But so cool. And I sit in there eavesdropping for a while, listening. And he's all these people are just going, "Well, hey man, what about this?" And he's like, "Wow, that was cool." You know, just seemed like a really down to earth, really great guy. That's right. But 
I walked down the stairs and I just kind of said, excuse me, Iggy, and just went right around him and left. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. You You have a nice kind of memory of him now. Exactly. It was cool enough just what happened. Got to play with him. Yeah. You know. And you give everyone else that's there the opportunity and, uh, to have that moment, which they might not have. You know, you got to meet James Hetfield and say nothing. A lot of these guys, <laughs> uh, a lot of yeah, <laughs> these um, a lot of people don't get that same opportunity. So it's um, yeah, it's nice to nice to give that to other people. I I only have I have very few regrets in in this department. You know, there's there's maybe the James one that is that's one of the only ones where I often think, well, I hope I get another chance to meet him so I can kind of bring up the story and laugh about it and yep. go yeah man like i had just nothing in my brain and <laughs> you had you did exactly the right thing you were like all right killer later you know <laughs> i mean how cool was he to just walk over like they're letting yeah. us play letting us hang out all day all the guys in my band were hanging out with all the other dudes in metallica everybody was you know i think a couple of the guys one of the guys in my band is smoking weed with one of the guys in metallica over at yep. this table you know and here comes the singer and I'm the singer and he's coming over. Like, it's just hilarious, you know, but what are you going to do? What Maybe if I'll meet him again. Maybe I'll play a festival with him. What if that's on the other side and he, he was a huge fan of you, walked over and thinks, this guy's an asshole. I love him. <laughs> and he's just, he's just shutting me down. And then he walks off. <laughs> this is what I, this is the only small fear that I have about it. It's just that. I really believe that they chose the bands to open for them, which is why it was a weird eclectic bill think they actually like these bands i think they actually like our band and they picked us yeah to open the show and because we got asked by them to do it which was kind of like well all right you know yeah. i mean of course we'll do it uh so yeah maybe maybe um but it's okay you know what are you gonna do like there's a, there's a good chance that he would be a Lagwagon fan because at Soundwave, when uh, Metallica headlined, I saw James Hetfield's side of stage at like midday singing every single word to the Vandals. So I reckon there's a good chance he's a, he's a, you know, a big Lagwagon fan. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, is there anything else you sort of want to discuss or you know, any other stories, anything like that before we let you get back to it? No, I can't think of anything. Uh... But good talk. I, I love I love doing podcasts. Yeah, awesome. I always say that. You know, it's a a lot of interviews. You know, it's just questions, and it doesn't feel like a conversation. So I I, I gravitate towards trying to turn any kind of interview into a conversation, and hmm. uh, and then they're fine. But a podcast is automatic. It's great. You know. So I love it. Thanks for having me, man. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for doing Thanks it. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you down under in March. Oh, any any words yeah. of advice for any people that might idolize you and want to come and say hello? Be careful. If <laughs> <laughs> no, he's I'm running to the toilet, Could just give him some space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you it, yeah. yeah, if you're sweating, maybe maybe uh, maybe leave Joey alone if you see some sweat right. coming off him. <laughs> if I look nervous and there's a little bit of sweat on my brow. <laughs> maybe not no just i always say the same thing just say hi you know i'm i'm very uh people oriented and i'm i'm easy exactly well, approachable that, that, unless you're james hetfield unless yeah <laughs> if you're really famous and you were in a metal band from the 80s yeah, maybe don't then yeah. maybe no yeah so don dock and just stay away <laughs> yeah Kerry king <laughs> you can just stay away don't need to meet you <laughs> Oh, awesome, man. Right. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, like we said, we'll see Lagwagon down in Australia this March. And thank you for your time, sir. 
Yeah, thank you guys. All right, cheers. All right, gotcha. see, see you. Bye. Joey Cape, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Thanks so much to Joey for coming on the show and, and sharing his diarrhea stories with us. Yep. Um, I feel like we said that word a lot this the, the, podcast. The that sucks feel... diarrhea hour. Yep. If you like what you hear, make sure you check out more shows on the Handshake Media Network, like Green Room. With Neil Griffiths. And Matter of Faction. And uh, if you want to know more about Lagwagon's upcoming tour dates in support of their new albums, head over to themusic.com.au and click on the gig guide. Otherwise, peace out. Troy and Dan, we'll see you next time. Catch you later.